new year i'm your host marina and this week we're a complete family again we're joined by explicit what's up guys how you doing and by twisted vic hey guys it's me twisted vic we missed you last a couple weeks twisted vic but we know you had some priorities that you were doing. Bullshit, he with. was lacking. You were playing too much PS5. And honestly, I can't blame him either. That shit's so sick. Yeah, he got a PS5 for Christmas and, and now we're all sure we mentioned the, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the past episode, but you gotta see the graphics on this thing too. Oh, I, so I'm I can't sure. really blame him. For, I'm sure. Know. But I'm just honored that he he's joining us here today. But then again, it is a topic that he's very, very interested in. So mm. Very passionate about. Because right. today, guys, we're going to be discussing the Conjuring Universe. So it's definitely going to be, dare I say, scary. Second favorite universe. Yeah, we know Marvel's first. Because totally their universe is like that, right? Mm. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even started smoking, guys. Speaking Damn. of which, I think it's time, time to, to spark, spark up. up. Absolutely. So let's do this. So... Lighten the shit. You know, I always wondered what is it that. This big conversation. And then you're gonna have to sudden interrupt with the freaking song. Oh my god. No, but you know, one of the things that fascinates me about the, the Warrens is this is actually off topic, but it's somewhat related to it. You remember seeing the show 28 Days, right? I'm pretty yes. sure I recommended that to you. 28 Days Haunted? Yes, 28 Days You recommended me. Bullshit, I recommend it to you. But anyways, go ahead. I can't remember who I recommended it to. I was probably high at that moment. But I do know, if I'm correct, I did watch the few episodes with you. You sure right? did. Now, just looking back at all of these places that we've been talking about, obviously the Eastern Penitentiary, Yes. What if they were to conduct a 28 days there? Can you imagine? I mean, I don't know because the, the spirits of <clears throat> Eastern many, State Penitentiary are not the nicest. They're very uh, aggressive, I would say, very angry. So I, I, don't know if you'd wanna, there. I don't know if you'd actually want to <coughs> make direct contact with them. I wonder if you could put them all at but, but we are going to be discussing... The Conjuring Universe, which even though is it is a cinematic universe, <coughs> it's a franchise. Story. They're all based on true stories. They're all case files of Ed and Lorraine Warren. So <coughs> that makes that for uh, that's <coughs> a THC. Yeah, like for a good example is the fact that everyone thinks that the animal doll actually looks like that, and it it actually doesn't look like that's that. just for movie purposes. Yeah. It looks like a raggedy Ann doll. It, it is raggedy. Well, yeah, basically it is. Yes. No, 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 it looks like. <laughs> it I'm, is. I'm sorry, I'm more terrified of the movie Annabelle than Dragon Anne. That's but why they just did the it. fact of even going to the museum or even seeing the pictures and the fact that that it is in the casing all by itself, away from other. Locked in there. Locked with, in there. You know, positively do not open sign on it. So do that's, not open that, that one that she decided to ignore. <laughs> in one of the movies, which we will be discussing. <laughs> Absolutely. But basically, like I'm Isn't saying, that like Animal Comes Home or something like yeah. that. I believe so, yeah. The, uh, the Conjuring Universe is actually, it's obviously an American media franchise right. and shared universe centered on a series of supernatural horror films. Mm. This franchise is produced by New Line Cinema, which, if for, for those of you that know, is also the uh, baby behind uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. So, yeah, New Line Cinema, top dogs for horror films. Um, but it's produced by New Line Cinema, the Saffron Company, 
and Atomic Monster Productions and is distributed by Warner Brothers Did Pictures. Did you mention Blumhouse? Not in this I'm one. No, sure. this was not Bloomhouse. <laughs> so, um, the films actually present a dramatization of the real life cases of right. Ed and Lorraine Warren, which were badasses, paranormal right. investigators, and authors associated with prominent yet controversial cases of haunting. <clears throat> the main series follows their attempts to assist people who find themselves possessed by demonic spirits, while the spin off films focus on the origins of some of the entities. That the Warrens encountered. Bad stories. Yeah. Now, <laughs> this franchise has been commercially successful. It's grossed a combined $2.1 billion. Goddamn. Against a combined budget of $178 million, becoming the highest grossing horror franchise to date. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> the franchise... Actually, now I just thought about it in my head. I can only think about this shit when I'm high, but... Imagine someone was to make a movie about the Easter Penitentiary. He's still talking about I'm that. I'm still thing. talking about that shit, but just think about it. Think about it. Put it like this, okay? Like, you're in a, in the position of a prisoner, right? You, like, it starts with the main character being, like, a prisoner. Not even Al Capone. Just a normal prisoner there. Or, you know, patient. Right? Mm. <clears throat> Imagine just experiencing how they, how they experience shit in the form of a movie. Okay. You know, you see what I'm going with? Yeah. And hearing all those screams or burns or whatever or the, or the fire or like, what happened. Right? Yeah. That would be fucking sick. And it's also based on a true story. True. But going back to today's topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, franchise has predominantly received positive to mixed reviews. Hmm. So nobody is actually not a fan. They yeah. may kind of have mixed reviews about it. Mixed but feelings. It, yeah. But in general, they're all positive. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it scared the shit out of me, so I'm pretty damn sure I got to give it a positive. All uh, right, it scared the shit out of me. Or I should say the piss. <laughs> to be literal. <coughs> now, the franchise <laughs> consists of three films in the main series, yeah. which are The Conjuring that came out in 2013, The Conjuring 2 in 2016, <clears throat> and The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It in 2021. The first two films, Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, yeah. were directed by none other than James Wan. <clears throat> now, we know he good. My boy, James. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, the third film was actually directed by Michael Chavez. The first two installments revolve around two of the many famous paranormal cases of which the Warrens have been a part of, with the first film depicting the case of the Parham family, who are experiencing disturbing evidence... Um, disturbing ev events in their newly acquired house in Rhode Island. The second one is focused on the controversial case of the Enfield poltergeist while briefly referring to the events that inspired the Amityville horror. Now a sequel to those two films, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, um, revolve around the trial of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, a murder that took place in 1981 in Connecticut. I believe that was the first murder case ever to be brought to the court as the devil uh, guilty, made me but, do it. Uh, guilty for her possession. Yes, it was. You're although, absolutely right. You know, the movie mentions it and obviously we know that every, every time you're in the court, everything you say, right, that it has to be truth. But who do they mention there? God. Exactly. So if you got to believe in God, you also got to believe in what's the other side. Yeah. So, but... <clears throat> It's strange because that was the first and, if I'm correct, the only, the only case, case that has ever been tried for the devil made me do right. it kind of deal. Yeah. But he did not win. No, he did not win, but it was the first <laughs> one to be uh, brought up, though. 
Now, this awesome franchise, as you mentioned <coughs> earlier, also includes the Annabelle movies. Yeah. The original Annabelle <coughs> was in 2014. Um, this one was uh, produced by Peter Safran and James Wan. James Wan. Which revealed the events of the Annabelle doll before the Warrens came into contact with it at the first start at the start of the first film. Yeah. <coughs> so even though when you watch The Conjuring, it has a piece of uh, Annabelle in it, doesn't it? <coughs> I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, starts off with the yes, exactly. Case. So it ties those two entities together, but because by this time, this is when the Warrens came into contact with it. But when you're watching the Annabelle movie, you're actually watching what happened with Annabelle before the Warrens. Yeah. And then there's also a prequel to that, which was Annabelle Creation that came out in 2017. This one shows the events of the origins of the demon-manipulated doll. And then the third entry into this this, uh, series was Annabelle Comes Home. Right. Which was released in 2019. Um, producer Juan has likened the story to a night at the museum where basically it's like Annabelle activates the haunted objects in the Warren's artifact room. Which I thought was pretty badass. <coughs> <clears throat> now there's the other series in, 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 in the franchise, The Nun. <laughs> huh, huh. Yeah, no, I'm scared shitless of The Nun. Okay, I'm going to be honest, okay? What's his name? Balak. Yeah, which Easter eggs throughout the freaking Conjuring 2 movie that keep saying Valak all over the place. If you pay close attention, you're going to notice either blocks that build, uh, that that equal up to the name. I mean, it's everywhere, really. I was really surprised to see that. But but The Nun was uh, a prequel based on a character introduced in The Conjuring 2. The plot focused on the origins of the demonic nun Valak before coming in contact with the Warrens. A sequel to the nun is due out this year, actually. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! We're gonna have the nun too, with Michael Chavez again directing. Okay. So, we have more of her scary ass coming out this year. <clears throat> I'm both elated and scared that she's coming out for another one. So. That's going to be interesting for me to watch that one because every time that that's scary. I still remember the day I had to fucking convince you to watch it. Dude, I didn't want to watch that scary ass bitch. But then again, I'm a horror movie fan. So I had to do a little bit of uh, toughening up, pulling on my big girl panties and watching it. Yeah. But I can't deny that the bitch scares me. Oh my God. (laughs) Now, in the... So innocent and so... Oh, seriously. So sweet. And he got bit, bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, I've always thought of the nuns, you know, the <clears> flying <throat> nun, the sweet nun. The flying nun. That the used to be a nun? TV show. I know, I know, I know. It I'm, sounds I'm, like a like like an acrobatic crew. <laughs> you know, on top Instead of that, of flying grace, we got the flying nuns. <laughs> and on top of that, it also puts me in memory with Nacho Libre when it comes to the fucking nun. Dude. <laughs> Those who see Natural Libre, you know what I'm talking about with the nun. Well, I just revealed my age by talking about the <laughs> flying nun because that is a very old TV show. Oh my god. So, yeah, no. But that's just it. You think of a nun, you think of someone that's so sweet and wholesome <clears throat> and pure. I know, I've seen a lot of those, like news, like fucking cases where it's just like they're beating the hell out of the kid, <laughs> beating oh, the devil. God. Well, beating the devil out of him, not being the devil like this one. Oh, yeah. 
So there's a big ass difference. It's just beating. But yeah, so we're gonna have a a, a second of the nun, and there's a uh in the franchise there is a standalone film that doesn't have a series, just one film of it, mm. and that is <clears> the <throat> Curse of La Llorona. <clears throat> which that one will be saved for next week's episode. <laughs> Since next week we're gonna be discussing Spanish urban legends. Yep. So, but. <clears throat> Back to this one. Yeah, fuck the Yorona, man. I hate how my parents like try to convince me to go to sleep. Trust me, trust me, trust <laughs> me. Next week's episode, I'm going to share my story. Oh, my God. And much love to my mama, but she going to be blasted. <laughs> when everybody hears what she did to me and my sister as we grew up. So, yeah, no. But, all right, going back to this. So, um, the first two Conjuring films were met with generally positive reviews by both critics and horror fans. Earning praise. Um, so, let's see. And it was it earned praise for Juan's directing and for the main cast performances, particularly Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, who portray Ed and Lorraine Warren. I think they do awesome, and I love seeing them in their little color-coordinated outfits. Oh, yeah. That's super cute. But, um... It has had an impact on popular culture as well as modern horror films because now anytime a movie in the Conjuring franchise comes around, people are really anticipating it. People love them now. So much so that when the supposedly planned (laughs) Crooked Man announced that it wasn't going to happen, exactly, it was met with a lot of grief because... People were really looking forward to the har- the, the, the horrors that the, the uh, Crooked Man would bring. Because already in The Conjuring 2, yeah. he was scary as shit. Oh, yeah. So that would have been interesting to see. I'm really sad that it didn't happen. Which I found out. I was mistaken with Part 2. Part 2, Crooked Man wasn't there. It was um, the demon used that look for that certain scene to like yeah. bring fear. But it was supposed to be the Crooked Man. Yeah. You no. Know? Like, as, at least that little part. The, the look, I guess, but... Because yeah, Kirkman was never there. <clears throat> yeah. uh, he, well, he used the look because then the kids were also singing the song, remember? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. I got some dry throat right now, but... Oh, man. Wonder yeah, you, why. You, you, I don't know if my cup is now bare. <laughs> I thought I got no cup. Now, I know something that we know, and maybe some of our readers know, but some of them might not. There's actually an order in which you're supposed to watch the Conjuring movies. Yeah. A chronological order that if you follow it, you'll see everything as it builds up to the next and to the next. Hmm. That order is, it starts off with The Nun. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Right. That's in 1952. Yeah, that's when it took place. Right. The next movie that you would have to follow it up with is obviously Annabelle Creation. Because this one takes place in 1955. After that, the next one up is Annabelle. Because that one takes place in 1967. Yeah, from 55 to 67. Maybe that's probably, who knows, since it hasn't been released yet, maybe that's where the Nun 2 will fall. Fill in kind of a gap in there, you know? And obviously, it would be happening, I would think, after The Nun. So, yeah. it would probably be there. But don't quote me on that, because I still don't know, because the movie still has yet to be released. 
So, but either way, Annabelle in 67. Then the next one is The Conjuring. It's supposed to be 1971. We got our own theme music, man. We're cool. Yeah, our little break music, our entertainment music. We, we got it all now. Okay, so after The Conjuring is Annabelle Comes Home. In 72. Jesus Christ. After Annabelle Comes Home, we've got The Curse of La Llorona. In 73. So that one's like a year. If you notice, The Conjuring was 71. Annabelle Comes Home was 72. The Curse of La Llorona was 73. In other words, so those are really bam, 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 bam. Yeah, in other words, they're all old as fuck. Not that. You can't say that with the the ones that took place in 1950. Right? Seriously. They're all old as fuck, bro. Shit. But after the curse of La Llorona in seventy three, we didn't, we don't have another one until seventy seven with mm-hmm. The Conjuring two. And to close it off, okay. in eighty one, it was The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Dun, dun, dun. Let's <laughs> <laughs> I gradually got worse. With it gradually got worse with that. <laughs> so now. I want to discuss each movie just a little bit <clears throat> and be able to give our thoughts because obviously remember, there's... To be honest. Obviously. <laughs> I know right now our memories are not going to be the best, oh, but no. but we can try. For, for our listeners, we can try. Okay, there's so... There's no try. There's only do or do not. There you go. Wise words. From Yoda himself. The man. The myth. <laughs> the legend. <laughs> but mm. what you don't remember just... Just try your best to remember there, okay? Mm, <laughs> so, I don't know why that, that hum noise. Like, I know it's Yoda, but it sounds like Marge. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that will forever ruin the Simpsons for me. <laughs> oh, he's so big. Oh, God. <laughs> she also said, oh, my God. <laughs> You left yourself wide open. So So the first movie we're gonna take a look at is the first of the installment of the series, um, which is The Conjuring. It was originally supposed to be called The Warren Files. But I like Conjuring better. Conjuring sounds better. He did good. The War Files just sounds like like like, like a knockoff version of the X Files. Yeah. Seriously. Great value. <laughs> Great value. <laughs> but so Check. the Conjuring, which obviously we know centers on the real life exploits of Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, a married couple who investigated paranormal events. Like I said, they're total badasses because I ain't going to investigating where it's supposed to be on. <clears throat> Big ass balls that they have to carry with a wheelbarrow like that. God <laughs> ah, damn. Wheelbarrow is an understatement, my friend. These so, are demons. Like, not just ghosts, they're demons. Just the scene, like, from fucking uh, South Park <laughs> with the wheelbarrow with big ass balls. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> we know that Patrick Wilson is Ed Lorraine. I mean, Ed Warren. And Vera. Ed Lorraine. Ver- <laughs> <Ed> Lorraine. <laughs> he plays both. He plays both. <laughs> yeah. So, and Vera Farmiga 
are in the uh is in the role of a uh, Lorraine. Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine Warren. So Lorraine. this film, as we remember this movie, focused on the Warren's nineteen seventy one case in which they investigated a witch's curse at a farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island. What are our thoughts on this one? Of course it has to happen in Rhode Island. Usually it's uh, it has to be a house that's older than you are. For it to, you hey, know. hey, the devil went down to church. He is a southerner. Yes. A lot of this shit keeps happening up south. <laughs> or up north. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, right. because, okay, to make sense for our listeners to that comment, Twisted Vic and I have had this discussion before about the song The Devil Went Down to Georgia. We're confused. Does it imply that, that the Georgia devil... is just a step lower than hell, or that <laughs> or the, the devil is a northerner there. that he came down to Georgia? Yeah. So now that we're talking about all these haunted cases and we realize they're all up north, <clears throat> making me lean really strongly that the devil is a northerner, is a northerner <laughs> coming down. No wonder why those snowbirds <laughs> suck at driving. <laughs> 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 no disrespect. Jesus Shots fired. <laughs> so now, as far as the movie goes, <clears throat> what were? <clears throat> sorry about that. <laughs> what were your first impressions about The Conjuring? Scary as fuck. Yeah, we know you're. So <laughs> his myself. defense. To his defense, he was a lot younger, obviously. I mean, this movie came out, we're talking about 2013, so 10 years ago. I wasn't even 10 yet, then. (laughs) Yes, you were. Are you really bad at math? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just I read no. So... Um, I'm not good with math. Okay. But he was a lot younger. <laughs> we're, we're talking about maybe like, what were you, maybe a preteen? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so he, uh, for all lack of decency. Lost my dignity. He pissed himself. <laughs> Your dignity. <laughs> he, literally, he literally pissed himself because he got very scared in one of the scenes. And I don't blame him. The bitch is ugly. <laughs> not only is the bitch ugly, but she comes out at you at not the nicest manners. The scene that got me was her on top of the closet jumping down. Yeah, that's the one that, that I'm talking about. Yeah, no, no. Bitch that, that, ugly. She ugly and she's scary as shit. What the hell is she doing up on that closet? She, she wanted to borrow this girl's jacket. She could have asked for it, damn no, it. I, I just think she was just trying to come, come out of the closet the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming out of the closet the wrong but, way. The most scariest reveal. <laughs> now you see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see her jumping down. Okay. And the fucking meme. I'm gay. Oh my god. We are definitely gay, loving, gay friendly here. Absolutely. So, no disrespect, please. Don't take it the wrong way. No. I got crippling depression. <laughs> but so back to the Conjuring. Um... What were some of our favorite scenes, maybe? What did what did we like about this movie? Let's let to a listener that's never seen it before, what can we tell them about this movie? Creepy as fuck. <laughs> Scary as fuck. It it <laughs> horrific one thing as fuck. that like I noticed <laughs> is that like with that movie a lot a lot of the movies in the whole universe, but 
um, I'm gonna say for this one since it started it off, is that it doesn't do that stereotypical like American style horror where it's like there's suspenseful music and then bam, it hits you with the scare. So it kind of like gives you like a warning. Yeah. While this one, this this one doesn't give you a fucking warning. The the scenes will come out of dead silence at times. Or there be some times where they <laughs> do have the suspenseful music, but it's literally nothing. Or no, I've noticed even I think in one of the scenes, the suspenseful music came after something happened. They didn't mm-hmm. happen before it. So it mm-hmm. would kind of, I get what, what Twisted Vic is saying, where it would change uh, the uh, <clears throat> the normal things that you would expect in a horror movie. So yeah, and to think that all of this was based on real events. This was the parent family that... that Went through this, and, and I think I think that's what like makes it even scary because they're just they're sitting like, and they had to go through this. God seriously, damn! Seriously, seriously. I mean, there have been interviews with the children that are now old as fuck, obviously, but they've been interviewed. And Do you still it. love your mother? Right after all of that, <laughs> I would be like, "Mama, I love you from a distance, honey." <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, they you start, try to kill me. They start social distancing before us. You tried to kill me, and now you're saying you you were possessed. I don't know if that was true. I'm sorry. Did <laughs> it mean to make you cry? That's what she was. Shoot. <laughs> well, you came here to kill me, so I'll see you tomorrow in hell. In hell. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really matters. A serenade by Explicit and Twisted Vic. Only on Witchy Weed Podcast. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I'm just a silhouette of a bitch. Of a bitch. Of a bitch. Of a really ugly bitch. <laughs> Fuck's sake. But, you know what was one of the coolest things that I, I learned about the uh, this particular movie, mm-hmm. The Conjuring? It was made with a budget of $20 million, which, okay, it's a lot of money, but it's not a whole lot. I mean, mm-hmm. think about what you know what really happened in the movies they didn't really invest a whole lot of money as 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 opposed to others but it earned 320 million worldwide god damn so they made their money yeah. <laughs> they really made their money made bank so the conjuring 2 we're going to go to that one now my favorite one that is twisted vic's favorite it definitely is and it was also directed by James Wan. My boy James. <laughs> with uh, both Farmiga and Wilson reprising their roles. Fucking Farmiga. Farmiga, Farmiga and Farmiga. Wilson. She's which the Ed and Lorraine Warren, yeah. the actress. Farmiga. Ed Lorraine and Lorraine Ed. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna keep bugging me with that age. <laughs> no, not at all. Lorraine Ed. Now, Lorraine. This movie. Lorraine. Lorraine. I didn't realize it's that way. <laughs> Lorraine. <laughs> You got Lorraine. <laughs> you got Lorraine. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so this movie focused on the uh, Enfield Poltergeist case in London in 77. Can I get a bottle of water? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Now, why was this one your favorite over the first one? What made this one better? This one, it was more like... Everything seemed more like thought out, especially since like they were able to put in those Easter eggs for uh, Valak. It um, it introduced Valak, so it's like you get to see something that's like scary as fuck, 
Well, I'm going to introduce well, to the Slender Man, or the, the, the Slender Man. The, the, the wrong guy. <laughs> the Crooked Man. The Crooked Man. How dare you put this on my boy, Crooked Man. <laughs> my boy, Crooked Man. <laughs> Free my boy, the Crooked Man. He did nothing wrong. <laughs> Which I never going to make a movie about. Oh, oh my, my god. god. So, okay. <clears throat> um, it's still used, like, the same elements uh, from, like, the first movie of, like, suspenseful music after scare or yeah. none at all yeah. or just false advertisement with with the fucking sus- suspenseful music yeah. yeah there would be times it would, it would give you the, the suspenseful music and then nothing happens and nothing so happened. Happened. Like, the fuck was that for what the hell was that for because and then it, something happens and then something happens <laughs> because that's exactly what they're doing they're, at least I think James Wan is one in particular his movies in general they tend to have that kind of effect where it's like it'll give you false scares to then surprise you with the real one. It's like false scare this one, false scare that one, false scare this one, but then follow it up with an actual scare. And a really big one at that. Because he's good at doing that. So, but I see what you're saying. What is like your favorite scene from it? My favorite scene from that one will always like, like it's two actually. One of them um, being the cooking man and then the other one which is actually very early on into the movie, where um, when they do the interview with the ghost, the, is she supposed to have water in her mouth? Yeah, where, where like even though it's all blurry, you could see it slowly, gradually like turn like turn into, into the, 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 old man. the old man. So you're able to see his actual silhouette. Yeah. And I like how they do that because like they get your focus more on Ed. So by the times like. That, that you finally look over, you realize, oh shit, it's the guy, not her anymore. Yeah. And the fact that she had water in her mouth, mm-hmm. so how would she be able to speak like this old man? Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, and again, to think that it's based on real events, that's really freaky shit. I mean, this family also went through one hell of a fucking ordeal. I felt sorry for that poor mom. <laughs> shit. <clears throat> she, shit. I mean, really, as a mom, I, I, I saw her seeing her daughter going through all of this, seeing the rest of the kids having to suffer because doesn't one of them get, like, pulled by the hair or something? No, that was the first one. Oh, thought it was that one. But I know that one of her or two of her siblings get really fucked during this whole ordeal. Yeah, the kid that, that, that was uh, in the kitchen, and she starts just throwing knives and fucking everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that it was him and I think one of, like, the either the older sister or something. There was somebody else that in the living room, something happens to them. But regardless, I guess I'm, I'm going to have to rewatch it to be able to actually <laughs> say anything. What about you, um, Explicit? Which one did you like? I almost forgot my goddamn name. Um, <laughs> I would definitely have to say... Probably, oh my god, I don't know. Cause all I see smoke movies. coming out of his head. No, because I'm thinking <laughs> I know, one and two are definitely good. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just I always really... want to say one, just because of the reason that that's the one that genuinely ever scared me. And I think that's the one they do the clapping thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, that, that scene was fucking scary. Horrific, that's first off. And my second one would have been well, The Devil Made Me Do It. Now, you might be thinking, why The Devil Made Me Do It? It was intense to find out the fact that all that shit is being manipulated and controlled by an actual human being. Because sometimes, you know, you see videos, 
you know, we make our research is also based on videos from ghost hunters and whatnot. Mm. And there is one specific YouTuber that I watch that always says the one thing. If you caught a human, sometimes people can actually be scarier than nothing else. Mm. You Yeah, because ghosts, although, yeah, they can be scary and shit, but human can actually end things right there and then. You feel me? Yeah. So at the end of the day, just to find out that is an actual person controlling all that shit, it was just kind of intense. Because it's like, like I said, sometimes people can be scarier than, than anything else. Yeah. And it's like, shit. So all that shit was never a ghost. Although I did use some dark spirits or whatnot. It was all controlled by this one woman. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> then that would take us into the next Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It. That was like my least favorite out of the three. It, me it, too. It, I, I'll be I honest. I feel like everyone's is least favorite because it didn't bring the, the same thing that the classic... Conjuring but then again, n- you, when you come to realize that it, it was a different, James. it yeah. wasn't a James Bond. James. No offense to Michael Chavez, but he is good. He is good, he is but good. you it, come on. Juan is like. Hell, this this one even <laughs> had more like, I guess I did laugh, but it had more uh, humor as that, opposed that, to horror. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get I get what you're saying, and, and, and it was just yeah no. It was somewhat predictable sometimes. Some of the things. And I mean, it's it's it's. It was interesting to see the whole legal trial and everything. Yeah. Um, because, how do you prove a possession when it's already gone? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you prove that that he wasn't just enraged or or, or drunk out of his mind or or so or just. Just a psychotic guy at that moment, you know? I mean... Yeah. And to be honest, this one like also felt like it had a lot of more creative writing to it. I think so, because if you read about the real case, um, it's a lot different than what they show you in the film. Yeah. yeah. So they did have a lot more of the... Um, what I call... Uh, I don't even remember what I call it now. Maybe but... Scenes or something? They they were very creative with their scenes, yeah. with their writing in it, and very loosely based. But it was still based on a, a case that yeah. Ed and Lorraine did attend to. Yeah. But ah, uh, did it fall short in the in in, in that series? Yeah. Yes, it did. Honestly, yeah, it did. I will give you nothing but the truth here, guys. And you're hearing it from all three of us. If you're gonna watch the Conjuring films. One and two, definitely. Three. Three, if you feel like not, doing not, it to be a, a, a true The Conjuring kind of fan, then you can watch it. It is okay. It's not that it's bad, but it's, yeah. it's it doesn't stand up to one and two. Yeah, because, yeah, like, I, I just don't like how much of, like, difference it is. Because, like, like, cause I didn't mind uh, The Crystal La Llorona to have its, like, humor in it because it's like it's its own kind of movie yeah it wasn't part of the conjuring because yeah, i've noticed like the nun has its own kind of feeling uh, la llorona has its own feeling all the annabelle has its own, own feeling kind of, like thing yeah and then the conjuring has it's more like like, like its own elements compared yeah. to the others so for one and two to be like that and then three two to be so different yeah i no i completely agree i i couldn't say more because it's it just it fell short. It didn't feel like it belonged to the Conjuring. It was it felt like it was another horror movie. Yeah. But not part of the Conjuring. Yeah, it just felt like they just put the Conjuring 
uh, name to name. it, which is why they put Pro the conjuring, the devil made me do it. Yeah. Because they could have just called it the devil made me do it. Yeah. And like, not added the conjuring. Yeah, like part one and two didn't have like any. Any other additional? It was the conjuring and the conjuring two. Yeah. That's it. Now here it was additional because I honestly think this should have been its own standalone movie. Yeah. But supposedly they're coming out with a conjuring four. So. Okay. Hopefully they can keep it to the same elements of one and two. I really hope so. But we'll find out soon enough. <clears throat> so moving on to the next series in the franchise is the Annabelle series. The first movie. That one was kind of like a roller coaster with my expectations. Actually, you know what? It's really because the way the time frames of them. It's also like weird too. Yeah, because the first Annabelle is not the origins of Annabelle, but it's Annabelle pre the Warrens. Yeah. So you're looking at basically what is the second movie in the series. Yeah, because technically it would be creation, then first, and then And then come Annabelle home. comes home. Obviously, come home you, it tells you right there she's coming home. She That's it. Yeah. But it should have been Annabelle creations, Annabelle. And then Annabelle comes home, and they did it backwards. It's, they, like, it's like Yoda directed it. Seriously, right? But the first one is basically uh, the plot focuses on John and Mia, a married couple that are expecting a child, and a vintage doll, Annabelle, becomes possessed by a vengeful spirit after two devil worshippers break into their home and are killed. And they make it seem like the devil worshippers are like related to like the Mansons in one way, and... I remember that little plot <laughs> twist, but, um, so it was also produced by James Wan, and it was the 14th most, most profitable horror film in North America, mm. so it did very well on its own. Um, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, the real Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll, but... Wasn't going to be scary enough yeah. to be able to make such a big horror movie about it. So they used a different, scarier-looking Annabelle doll. Yeah, usually I'd, I'd be, like, the type of person where it's like, oh, I, I wish you would have kept, like, the same look to be more... But it wouldn't have... Yeah, so I'm glad that they took, like... <laughs> and you're like, I'm not scared of that shit. <laughs> yeah. But then you look at the Annabelle doll, and she's scary as shit. Yeah. Which actually makes me wonder why anybody would want her in the first place. I don't know. I would have seen that bitch in the, in the store, in the antique store, and I would have been like, fuck, no. I'm out there, bitch. <laughs> this is haunting, my friend. No, something that looks not not only old, because sometimes you see old antique dolls, and they're not meant to be creepy, but they just look creepy. Yeah. But Annabelle, damn, look creepy. Why the hell do you want to bring this shit into your home? It's like, there's <laughs> creepy, and then there's creepy. Goddamn. Yeah, right? Goddamn creepy. So, <clears throat> what did you think about the first, or, or in this case, the middle Annabelle movie? <laughs> so, with Annabelle, um, that one is my, like, second favorite out of the three. Okay. My second favorite used to be Comes Home, but I'll tell you why that one became my, my third least favorite. Or not my third least, but, like, the, Damn. like, the worst out of the three. Okay. Um, but, like, with the first one... One thing I will say is that a lot of the scenes were very predictable. Okay. That was one of my 
worries with like and concerns with the with the uh, franchise. Yeah, I felt like it was gonna be like that the whole time. Um, but I did like the story with it of like being able to introduce um, Annabelle, give her own movie kind of thing, and not like try and make it to where it was tied in with um, like Ed and Lorraine. Mm-hmm. It was able to be just like like I said before, it had its own feel to it. Yeah. Um, and I will say it has a pretty good plot twist, especially with its ending, where like mm-hmm. the reveal of everything. Okay. So yeah, that that's that's basically as much as I can say. Well, it's good. Now the second uh, installment in the Annabelle series, which is actually oh. Sorry, I did not ask you what you Dis- thought. Disrespecting my boy here. <laughs> I did not ask you what you thought there's about not, the first Adam. There's much of a difference. He basically took the words out of my mouth, but definitely the predictable parts. I don't like when horror movies can sometimes be very predictable. I'm expecting a surprise, so if I'm yeah. already going to know a surprise, there's no point in me being surprised, is there? True. Very true. So, But the way I see that is, is like, it was their first... It was a good story, though. It was their first time doing a movie... That wasn't tied to conjuring like that. It was still in the same universe, and they make it clear of that. Yeah. But it was like its own standalone movie, so I do kind of give them that pass of, oh, okay, it's their first time doing this of trying not to make it feel like they're conjuring. basically introducing you now to these characters. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's expected in a in a way, and they didn't make it were to where it's bad either yeah it's still good it's worth watching oh, yeah. it's just may not be the best one out of the 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 fran- the, the not the, the franchise the that series well, the annabelle series, series. Yeah. Mm. so but the second one was annabelle creation that one's my favorite out of the three. that one's my favorite so you see you see it tells you something when people start agreeing on the same one but this one was actually uh it's like we said earlier, it's a prequel, so it should be the first one out of the series you watch. Which it centers on a doll maker and his wife, whose daughter had tragically died 12 years earlier. As they decide to open their home, their home to a nun and several girls from a shuttered orphanage. The doll maker's possessed creation, Annabelle, sets her sight on the children and turns their shelter into a storm of ultimate evil. So, <clears throat> this one to me... What made it scarier, I think, it was kind of like a little more darker than the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. My damn sure. So, to me, it was just more interesting. The first one had a lot of scenes where it was a lot of talk. Mm-hmm. And, and you had to get through the talk first in order to get to any any scary scenes. Yeah. Where in this one, it just like... It's just there. They Yeah, it's there. You know? And, and you don't have to try hard to get to the... To the scary scenes. So, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely... This also makes me comment about the Annabelle Comes Home. Because, although, yes, it is technically in the Conjuring Universe, this literally takes part in Ed Lorraine's house. Yeah. Right? But also, one thing that I did like about it is that it also introduced me to other entities. Oh, yeah. Because remember that there wasn't just Annabelle. The, 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 there was that released. wedding dress. There was a wedding dress. There was also the coins. Uh, the monkey. TV. The monkey with the little symbols? The TV as well. The TV. You know what I mean? It introduced me to so many other fucking entities that I just kind of can't help but wonder how would it feel if they made a movie movie out of this? Like, how would they explain it? It wouldn't surprise me if they do do that. Because, like, again, they did, in a way, kind of 
just showed, hey, there's all these other entities, yeah. so they could easily just do that. Yeah. 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 They just gave me, like, a whole open option of what to think or expect from another movie from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never know. Mm. Um, what did you think about, uh, besides the fact that it's your favorite in the series? <clears throat> um, that one, I, I will agree with you. It's much darker. Um, the storytelling to me was a lot better compared to uh, part one. Like, the yeah. way they um, was able to flow everything together with the story, with the origin. Yeah. And I just feel like this one, the production was even better in this one. Well, imagine, once they got past the first one, they probably had a smaller budget for that one, made their money on it. Now they could invest more on the second one. Yeah. Because now the second one is going to be more of a hit because Annabelle's more of a hit now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. They spent more money. <laughs> That's for damn sure. And Juan actually produced this one as well. Yeah. So. My boy James. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing that I will say that I love about uh, this one the most is that it does that rare... Um, kind of thing of like because like I know a lot of movies don't like to do this because they want to um, follow like a narrative but in this one they went with the exact opposite of where now the uh, like I guess the bad guy in a sense wins okay because like you don't really see that a lot and it's like sometimes it does get boring to just like watch a movie and you think about oh the good guy's gonna win it they always win that's like basically like a rule of fucking like movie making so for them to do that like you probably would have gone in there going like, oh, they're 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 gonna make it out of there, right? Right? They're gonna make it out of there when the bad guy wins. Yeah. So not only is it dark in a sense of like, of how they told the story and how they um, did certain scenes, and especially that scene with the, with the wife. Oh yeah. Mm. God damn! I've seen so much blood. But Jeez. also in the sense of it was darker. Of yeah, no one basically Suspected. made it out. Yeah. Well, I guess a lot of people did agree with our consensus because when it was released on uh, 2017, it had critical and commercial success with many critics stating that this one was a vast improvement over the previous one. Mm -hmm. So we weren't alone in our consensus. But that did lead to Annabelle Comes Home, as Explicit had, had mentioned. Yeah. Ask. Which now we're gonna discuss his one of the ones he likes because this is the one where, as we said, it takes place in the Warren's um, home museum where they kept their all their cursed <laughs> objects. Right, <clears throat> and it focuses on the doll, but like you mentioned, has a lot of other different artifacts around it that also make it that much creepier. Yeah. Um, so what did you like about this one? Besides well, the fact, like you said, that it already introduces you to all these characters. Right. I guess the other thing I can say is the fact that it actually took part in their actual house. It's not like something that it happened in someone else's house. It happened directly, you know, to the woman's daughter. Yeah. And, and her place where you're supposed to feel safe. Yeah. Well, but that's also the place where they store all these objects that they remove from safely. other people's homes. Hey, they <laughs> safely hey, do it. Hey. To be fair, it would not have gone to shit if, if that, that one girl... dumb bitch didn't open the damn fucking case and that says do not fucking open. Knowing what she knows already about the family, why the fuck are you going to do that? Really, I, I agree with him on that. It was the bitch's fault. Yeah, because it would not have happened. 
Because they take precautions. Yeah. Like, I, I think they mentioned somewhere in the movies how they bless it every month. Or yeah. they, you know, they, they take precautions to make sure that all those artifacts, all those cursed objects are controlled, for, I guess for lack of a better word. Yeah. But It's in the controlled environment. But she messed it up. Yeah, she was the variable of the situation. <laughs> yeah, she totally big, was. Big, variable. Big, dumb variable. Oh man! Yeah, you always expect the blonde. And then, and then, and then, and then, because she did that bullshit, Ed and Lorraine's daughter was also in danger. Yeah. So that's messed up. She kept touching everything. Everything they told her not to. It was like, oh, you want me to touch it? I touch it. I touch it. I touch it. And then, and then again, opening the fucking casing that has a big ass sign that says "Do not open." Positively, do not open or something you know, like I, that. It when, says. I, when you guys tell me that, I just remember the meme like Shaggy turning around and saying, "Are you challenging me?" Well, that's like, what this bitch did. It. Are you challenging that's me? That's literally what, she what put this up bitch Florida did. Man. She put up Florida <laughs> man. Florida man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, um, and then obviously we've got. Uh, the Nun series as Man, well. You ain't gonna ask my, like, my reason. Oh, sorry. It's not my Damn. What about you? What, was, what, is, what is your reason? What is your reason? That was twisted. Right, so I blame the weed. What is your reason? <laughs> so before uh, Animal Comes Home used to be like like the middle ground of, of the two movies. Okay. But the more I like thought about it and like and it, and it happened when I was watching it a second time. Okay. And then I realized like oh wait this is actually the like my least favorite out of the three. Um, cause like, if you think about it, out of the three, it's the slowest one, uh, of the movie. Okay, you mean the ratio of, of scares, it, it takes longer I, to get to each one? Not even only that, but like, if you look at like, like, like the timing, the last 40, like 30 to 40 minutes is when the whole thing happens. Yeah, yeah Cause it's right. a lot of talking compared to all the... Uh, Conjuring Universe movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. You're absolutely right. I had never noticed that. Yeah. So not only is it slow as in uh, scare ratio and uh, storytelling wise, but it's also like, it kind of has like, the Conjuring feel of like the third one where it just, it feels like, like, like the, the yeah, it's like a distant fucking relative compared to the, to the first two. <laughs> it's the ugly cousin. The, the, long, the long lost brother. The, the adopted one. The long lost brother they remain lost. It deal fail. <laughs> so when you put like all of that together, it's like, it's, that's why it became like my least favorite and now I'm just like, I kind of take the second one uh, more, like better care of it or like of how I think about it. Or not the second one, the first one. Okay. I was going to say, I thought the second was your favorite. Yeah. Because, <laughs> again, because the first one was their first time doing a non-conjuring kind of movie. Where it wasn't, and they didn't do bad. Yeah, they didn't do bad for the first time. Could have been better. And it was, their, and it was like their, basically their stepping block for other movies of how they were able to do those movies. Like, yeah. Like, so, like, The Nun, Curse of La Llorona, being, like, their own separate movies with their own separate feels. And yeah. it still worked for them. Because, like, they, they, they were able to practice off with Annabelle. Because if y'all noticed, after Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and that one's like my favorite one out of the whole Conjuring universe. Annabelle Creation? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> if, you haven't, if you haven't noticed, 
darker kind of feels are like my because like Stranger Things season four my favorite oh by far the with the Marvel uh, like the MCU uh, Civil War since it's like the most like uh, less humorous and like more darker feel because like it's all like fucking battling Just each other. Was more serious. Yeah, more serious. Okay. So with, with Animal Creation, it succeeded my expectations well, and then it just goes straight to. Um, it just goes home. straight to the fucking plot, basically. Yeah, so and then like after that, straight to comes home, and it just whole different feel. Slower, yeah, I get what not, you're saying. Not like how we expect from like the movies. I get that. Now the next series, The Nun. <laughs> the scary <laughs> ass bitch. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> this is obviously the movie about the demon nun, Valak. If the title didn't, you know, give you enough. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. <laughs> In this description. Definitely. Now, this one is basically... What's the nun about? A, a film nun? that follows a nun, a priest, and a nun... Mm, Frenchy. Novitiate. As they investigate an un- unholy secret and confront a malevolent force in the form of a demonic nun. So, obviously, like I said, she was shown on The Conjuring 2, right? Yeah. Okay. She was... uh, They introduce you to the character of Valak on The Conjuring 2. Even though, like, in the first one, they kind of give you a glimpse of uh, something of, of the nun. Which is? So, remember, like, the scene, like... Um, where they like they're telling you about it's like telling uh, father part one uh, why like Lorraine had to like lock herself in a room for a bit okay the person that they show with the upside down cross in that vision that, that she's like, like uh, trying to uh, what's it called uh, ex- exercise and then he comes up on her with the uh, like yeah that's the same guy from the nun Frenchie oh yeah Oh, see, it, all these movies are tied in one way or another, I tell yep. you. But <clears throat> this movie, obviously, like I said, they introduce you to the character, even in, like he just mentioned, as early as the first Conjuring movie. But they really, truly introduce you to her in The Conjuring 2. And as if she wasn't scary enough in that one, she got her own movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking scary-ass bitch. But... uh. And now part two. <laughs> and now part two coming out this year. Fucking hell. Huh. But since we've only seen part one, that's all we could really discuss about it. And how that one already went really good. That one did amazing. It's like a top tier Conjuring Universe movie. Yes, it definitely is. So I can only imagine what part two will be like now. But as far as part one, what did you like about it? Any favorite scenes? I think my favorite scene would have to be just the opening scene. Because yeah. that one like basically just sets the whole mood of the damn fucking movie. Yeah, it does. Okay. It's like very subtle. Not even, not, actually, no. I, I would call that shit no, that's subtle. Not subtle. It's, it's, <laughs> I think you used the wrong word yeah, there. I, I, no, I was, I, I was trying to say subtle, but just in, the, the, in a different way. It was far away from subtle. The exact opposite. Yeah, the exact opposite of subtle. They were not subtle. My bad, my bad. Okay. <laughs> I worded that wrong. It was very it's far away from subtle. It's not that you worded it wrong. It's that you just used the entirely wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> or use it in the entirely wrong way. But yeah, no, it was I get far what away from being now. subtle. It's like... Obvious, just... It just brings you straight to the fucking plot, basically. It's just, like, it just straight it's, forward. It sets the movie. It's a real article right there. It's like, yeah, you no. know what? <laughs> this is what I am, motherfucker. But that's what I'm saying. Between the fact that it's 
in your face immediately, yeah. and then you have her ugly ass face. It's like, dude, it's it. The the, the scare factor is there. It's definitely there. Especially with them black tar teeth. Oh. Bitch got to brush her teeth. She got to brush those teeth. I don't, she don't even got buttery yellow. She got charcoal black. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She needs a She needs some Listerine. Nah, not she a, needs not, more than Listerine. She needs Not a sip, not a swallow, but the whole damn bottle. <laughs> no, and, and that, uh, she, she doesn't need the green one. She needs the fucking brown one. Jesus Christ, bro. I think what she needs is that shit dentist. fucking burns even more. I think what she needs is a dentist appointment for that shit. <laughs> just I mean, get the teeth. Fuck that shit. Change the dentist. I like the cone heads. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the cone heads, to be honest. Just go ahead and get brand new teeth. Can you imagine? Yeah. Maybe that'll cheer her up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Give her a whole makeover. Yep. For real. Make her look like a fucking model from L'Oreal or some shit. Oh my god. You get one of the fucking <laughs> the, the little paint rollers, but put a scrub on there, put in some fucking <laughs> soap and just. <laughs> it's like watch. scary shit. I ain't getting near that. Oh my god. Oh my god. Get the fuck away from me. So, what about you? Any thoughts on the nun? Well, like you said, it was just very straight on, very on your face at that moment, at the very beginning. And it, that's, that, it is truly what's, what just said the entire fear factor. But I just like how almost in every part imaginable that I could least expect to get scared. It's more like I'm still nervous because of the beginning. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just all just... It shows how you. fucked up the movie yeah, is. Yeah, it shows you how the fucked up the movie is. It's to the point where like, dude, I'm actually kind of nervous what happens next. Is it gonna happen now? It, it, put, it made me like pull one of these. You know how you're like so intense in the movie and sometimes it's scary but it's not that scary. You just sit like that. Mm. It made me do one of these. Oh. Like I just slammed it to the side. I was like, I'm just nervous what's about to happen next, man. No, yeah, definitely. And it's like, not only like just all those reasons, but imagine it. it's a nun. The yeah. thing that's like it's supposed that, to be sweet and kind. Sweet and kind. It, it's, it's the fucking opposite. No, and not only that, but like imagine. And isn't this also based on true events? Yeah. yeah. So even but, worse. But not only that. But imagine <laughs> it's a nun. When you think of a nun, besides the sweet and kind thing, it's supposed to be someone who follows God. God. Like, and this is God, not God. God. No, mm-hmm. it, it's the exact opposite because you won't expect a nun who's supposed to be. Fall, like following God's orders, da, 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 doing doing what what she's supposed to do in, in in religion. They're basically like married to God. Yeah, married to God, and then this one's possessed by the devil, and you won't expect a nun to no. be to, to be something. So that makes it even control. scarier. Because it just shows how far like like even like these evil entities could go of who they'll possess. Yep. No, definitely. It, it's that's one series on its own that. It just scares the shit out of me. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, part two is going to come out, and I'll watch it because, obviously, like, I have to. Am I the only one that just noticed a pattern with the movies? Which is? Conjuring 1, good. Conjuring 2, the best. Conjuring 3, the worst. Annabelle 1, mid, like Conjuring 1. Annabelle 2, the best. Annabelle 3, the worst. So, n- none is probably going to be the mid. None two is probably gonna be the best, and then three is gonna be the one that's just like the worst. Well, now we have Conjuring four coming out too, so we'll be able to see what happens in the fourth. I, that's I, gonna be a first time. I'm think I'm thinking it's gonna be like back to the old Conjuring stuff, back. because they probably realize we fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to listen to the fans, but if they don't, and then they're gonna start losing. Exactly. Look at the DCEU. Yeah. Now that brings us to the last movie in the franchise. Which is the, the Curse, Curse of La Llorona. Llorona. I actually 
actually liked it. Liked I'm going to say that first. I liked it. I, I, I mean, obviously, Juan directed, or actually, no, he was a producer. Michael Chavez directed. And it starred Linda Cardellini. Y'all know her. She you was, know, she uh. Listen, Linda. <laughs> she's not listening, Linda. I know. Uh, she was. Too high to think right now? Yeah. <laughs> Thelma and, and Scooby-Doo? <laughs> what? Velma. Velma. Velma? Velma. She turned into Mike Tyson. Velma. Velma. Want to play some basketball? Want to play some basketball? <laughs> That's all I like Bugs Bunny. Okay, but... No. Anyway. Want to play some basketball? That's Buzz Bunny. So... Buzz? But no, but Buzz Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Buzz Bunny. Okay? So... We went from yeah. Mike Tyson, Bugs Bunny, to Buzz Lightyear. That's so weird. Okay, so... You sound like a mixture of Mike Tyson and fucking um, Daffy Duck. You're despicable. <laughs> oh, my God. So, but no, Linda Cardellini is Velma from the uh, Scooby-Doo yeah, movie. Yeah. The one that you guys actually like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, part one and two are... Yeah, part one and two. The best. Mm-hmm. So, Every that's, iteration sucks. Yeah. But that's Linda Cardellini. And she was actually... Uh, she plays the mom in the movie, if you remember. Too damn young to be a mom. Because this movie revolves around duh, the course of the the curse of La Llorona. No shit. Which is also known as the curse of the weeping woman yep. in some markets. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's marketed as a standalone film, but it is still in the Conjuring universe. And the only like the and and the only really connection it has is the priest is the, the priest who reprises his role from Annabelle as Father Perez. Which is played by Tony Amendola, which Amendola, whatever way he likes to pronounce it. Amendola. Amendola, whatever. Which is Amendoya. an amazing actor, anyways. Amendola. Ese mijo. <laughs> so, the character gives direction Amendola. to the family being tormented by the titular spirit. So. He's a titular. 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 <laughs> you know titular. I can't say that word. Titular. It's, it's it's like, like a titty. It sounds like, <laughs> like, like, like uh, outdated slang. <laughs> Y'all, it's totally titular, dude. Totally tubular. That's tubular. Tubular, bro. <laughs> it's titular, dude. I should know I lived through that thing. Tubercle- I lived through that, through that slang. Fucking rad, man. Uh, I don't, they wouldn't have said fucking rad. Well, I'm saying Unless that. they were really bad, you know. Bad boys. The bad boys. Bad to the bottom. Bad, 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 bad. But anyways, back to this guy. So, Father Perez helps the family that's being tormented by La Llorona and relates the haunting to his experiences with the demonic entities uh, attached to the doll, Annabelle. Chris on La Llorona. Now, La Llorona. La Llorona. La Llorona. Anyways, but um, so now what did y'all think about the curse of La Llorona? This one's definitely um, I know it's like it came out before Conjuring Three, but this is a better work of uh, Michael Chavez than the Conjuring Three. Yeah, because like, because like you could tell like Conjuring Three is kind of like. Uh, the same field uh, Crystal Lariona because Crystal Lariona besides Conjuring 3 has the most humor out of all the other movies oh yeah definitely and ta-da ta-da 
But like for some reason for the Curse of La Llorona, it fits with it with the whole movie. Yeah. Because like we have the nun being um this like the most scary like the more scary kind of vibe yeah conjuring two with the James Wan kind of feel of like of of like stay st- staying away from the American Midwest culture of like how horror movies should be, and then we got fucking Annabelle having its own kind of feel of just more better storytelling. And then we have Corsa La Llorona that has more of like the modern feel where like now a lot of movies are sneaking in comedy into it. Gotcha. And it works 100% with, with, the, with the movie. Wow. And not only that, it's it like... Another, another reason why I love this movie, besides of like storytelling of it, the feel, is that it basically gives... Um, like 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 a light to Hispanic culture because what because imagine we don't get many movies that have Hispanic roles Hispanic characters Hispanic mm-hmm. stories or even just shining light into our, our, our of our culture of of our stories. Yeah. And this one did that. It was finally I know for myself, it felt great to be finally represented in a horror movie like that. Mm-hmm. I having myself grown up with the stories of La Llorona. Fucking it was. <laughs> it was uh, mom, bro. it was great to finally be able to like see it in film yes especially like since um before that we had the Chupacabra fucking movie which that one bleh. no <laughs> I wish they made a better one to be honest now if, if, if they make a Chupacabra movie again just fucking have James Wan do it <laughs> yeah no offense Michael Chavez but um James the boy so <laughs> Upcoming projects for the Conjuring universe, like we said, The Nun too. Even before the original movie of The Nun, uh, James Wan had discussed the possibility of a sequel, and what his storyline could be. And he said, "I do know where potentially, if The Nun works out, where The Nun too could lead to, and how that ties to Lorraine's story that we've set up with the first two Conjurings and makes it all come full circle." So. Sounding like part two is going to be Liddy like a titty. Because it definitely, I mean, just with what he's saying, and we know that... Uh, just imagine tits on fire whenever you say Liddy like a titty. He's <laughs> just doing this, just flapping all over the place. Oh my god. <laughs> it's literally good thing. Um, so, this, it's supposed to come out in September. September 8th of this year is its, its scheduled Number. release date. So, yeah, also, the 8th of September <laughs> is when we're going to see the scary bitch. <laughs> when I think September, I just Come think of... Come back again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. September, it just kind of gave me the feel of waking me up when September ends. Wake me up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Run, wake me up. No, boy. <laughs> wake me up. I was thinking, wake me up before you go. Oh, oh. <laughs> you be hanging on like a yo-yo. 
<laughs> oh, that tells you where my taste in music goes. <laughs> Seriously. I, I, I love fucking Green Day, but just, I don't know, that, that's where my mind went. Oh, man. So, so, we... <laughs> so another one that's supposed to be coming is the, the Conjuring 4. Yeah. Which, it definitely has been confirmed that... They're not canceled like the Cooking Man, motherfuckers. <laughs> That Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga will Farmiga Farmiga <laughs> she's an ant <laughs> will reprise their roles obviously Farmiga now there's as, as various Lorraine other Lorraine. projects <laughs> Lorraine <laughs> Lorraine <laughs> you <Fox> got Lorraine <laughs> Jesus Christ oh, that, that's just her fucking catchphrase every time they beat a ghost <laughs> you got Lorraine <laughs> Now you see Ed Lorraine doing that. There is. Hey, Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lorraine, be like, you just got Lorraine. Boy. So, they've got um, other projects in the works or, or in discussions at this point, which one of them would be another Annabelle movie. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and then they're also looking at other projects. Obviously, as we said before, the Crooked Man was canceled, which is really Bitch sucks. Um, but they actually have a TV series planned. Oh. With it, set within the Conjuring universe. I don't know how I feel. About they don't want to take away from the film installments, but there will be some more long form stories that could be told over better told over eight episodes or eight hours as opposed to just a two hour movie. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not gonna lie. Well, but. We'll just have to find out if it's actually worth watching. I don't know, like shows that come from movies, especially now and lately, just don't hit that good. Because like a lot of the MCU shows aren't as good as the movies. It's because they're not they're not actually accurate to the main thing. And this time it's gonna be the same people doing so. So hopefully it's hopefully because like the only like shows that I've noticed that do good as like the movies are the Star mm-hmm. Wars shows. Yeah. Besides Obi-Wan, that one got mixed reviews. Yeah. Then the thing is like, do you remember when I was talking about the Scream series, right? Mm-hmm. It is nowhere fucking I, I, close I to the actual fucking show. movie. Yeah. Like, the first season of Scream, they use an entirely different mask. Chucky Cat is on the show. Mask. Yeah. Well, apparently you know now I mean? the, the Conjuring will also yeah. have its but own then, uh, Conjuring-esque Kind yeah. of, uh, I really hope it does good. Yeah. And I then hope the, so too. Then the second seasons for the screen, they actually brought the mask back, the actual mask, and they did. Brought wait, wait, wait! New they didn't even use the fucking mask in the first, the first one. Season. No, not even the first one. Because yeah. the, the first how, one how was supposed they? to be a mm-hmm. medical mask to hide such a disfigured face or whatnot. The second, the the, the second season, it was an actual mask. How like dare they? I know. Mask. How dare? I know. The second season, I barely threw it. It was actually pretty damn good. But you see, it's just like. It's like one of those where like you're expecting the series to be as good as the movie and it's just not there. Let's just hope that since it's the same people doing the actual series as well, that hopes that it can actually be good and not absolute doo-doo. Now, <clears throat> little bit of a fun fact for you about The Conjuring that oh Adam, if you knew. In April of 2021, <clears throat> DC Comics formed a new horror imprint called DC Horror. And the first of a series of comics set within the Conjuring universe was released on June 1st, the same year. Shit. It was called The Conjuring, The Lover. It's a five-issue limited series that serves as a prequel to The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So, interesting. 
Yeah, no, I never would have expected The Conjuring in comic books. But that's... A lot of weird things happen in comic books. Like, look at Predator in uh, the Archie comics. Yeah, and if you haven't True. noticed, there was a... Com- Actually, I don't know if even you know about this, because, again, this is more of your time. Since okay. you were actually there when the actual comic books were released, but there was a comic you book. Make, where, you make. I'm not trying to make her seem old, but I'm just telling yeah, you. Comic like, books are really old. Th- I, I know. Gotta realize comic books started like around the 30s. I know. This is specific. I wasn't even sperm in my dad's balls at that time. This so one that I, I don't think this 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 <laughs> one didn't even release in the 30s. It was more like 19 like 1990s type shit. Like, okay, good. I was you know gonna say, I mean? he's the 60s. It was so closer to, it was, no, it was closer <laughs> to the 200s and the reason being is because this is the episode or the comic book where Deadpool kills absolutely every single hero to save them because he's the only one who knows that he's in the actual comic book. Gotcha. You see what I mean? So he kills everyone and actually, the, I forgot his face, um, bald guy in the wheelchair, Yo, I, I, the weed is too good right now because I can't Dr. remember his name. Oh, Professor X. Professor X. He then tried to read through his mind and he actually found out what's going on and why is he doing so. He died immediately. Knowing so. And it was to the point where Deadpool was even able to go in the outside comic book world, or supposedly quote unquote, and kill the comic book creators himself. Damn. See what I mean? I just want to know how the hell he killed Ghost Rider then. <clears throat> how, the, how the hell did he kill Ghost Rider? I don't know. I really don't. I didn't read the comic book, so I'm just like confused at how he killed everyone. Then again, and I'm sorry, he, he, was he never supposed to be a hero either. He wouldn't kill um, Spider-Man. He's in love with Spider-Man. He did mm-hmm. kill Spider-Man, actually. He actually is. Oh, yeah, okay. he actually is. But he, he ended up killing Spider-Man. Like I said, he and, and that comic and book that, specifically killed everyone. Ain't Deadpool pansexual? Huh? Ain't Deadpool pansexual? I don't fucking know. Well, regardless... This has been our episode yeah. on the Conjuring Sorry, series. Sorry, this tweet really got me like going like, <laughs> off track. Like, yeah, off track completely. On a crazy train. <laughs> but this is our episode. Be an group. <laughs> make our Pitch Perfect movie. Oh my fucking We could God. make a whole episode where all we do is sing. Okay. No, no. <laughs> it's too so, much. So, um, but like I said, next week we've got planned Spanish urban legends. So that's going to be definitely interesting. And I'm, I'm actually challenging our listeners. Reach out to us by any of the forms that we'll list again in a little bit. And share with us your experiences, if you had any, growing up, listening or being told to any of the Spanish urban legends. Um, like I said, uh, La Llorona. Chupacabra, there's so many different ones, whatever. If you grew up having to be fearful of any of these, traumatized. be traumatized yeah. like some of us were, you know, yeah, let us know. You can reach us, uh, send us a, uh, an email. Uh, we got uh, witchyweedpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Facebook, witchyweedpodcast. Uh, look us up on Instagram, witchy underscore weed underscore podcast. Send us a tweet at witchy underscore weed. And remember, January 15th, Sunday, next Sunday, not this one coming up, next Sunday mm-hmm. at 8 p.m., we're having another live Discord session. Absolutely. This one's going to be on the Ouija Demons. Yep. And you guys want to, if you guys want to find out more about it, it's also in her bio on Instagram at Witchy Weed Podcast. Just... Go to her bio, join immediately. Yep. And you'll be able to join us live. Absolutely. We're definitely, these are things, remember, these are live exclusives, guys. 
we whatever we discuss on those live exclusives will not be recorded. Will not be recorded. Will not be shared on our podcast. So this is only for you guys that are true diehard fans that want to hear more of us. Um, so don't miss out on that one. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else we got. Some business to attend to. Wait, we got some shout outs. We gotta thank. Mary, as always, number one listener. This Absolutely. this chick is like she she even repeats our episodes, man. Seriously, <laughs> she repeats our episodes. Um, we got Jessica out there that uh, listens to us every Saturday as she does her cardio. We got Zia, who's a new fan that's been listening to us a lot. Um. We got Ramon that's been reaching out to us, letting us know how much he's been enjoying the episodes. Absolutely. Ramon's a real one. Yeah. Ramon. Ramon. <laughs> and, 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 and in a similar note, we also have Veronica telling us how much she loves the pods. I remember, yeah, there was Veronica, bro. Oh, my God. Veronica. We love your name, Veronica. Desde mucho tiempo no te he visto. Veronica. Veronica. But definitely, guys, you got to hit us up. Uh, I mean, let us know your stories. You will be included on our Spanish Urban Legends, and we'll give you a shout-out as well. But in the meantime, you definitely want to also hit up Twisted Vic on his... YouTube channel and Twitch. Which, how would they find you? Uh, Twisted Vic with a capital T and V. So, yeah. And VIC, no K. Mm-hmm. So, um, definitely hit him up. And until next time, stay, stay lit, lit, witches. Oh, and by the way, guys, before you stay lit, just stay tuned after the theme uh, outro music this time. We got a little bit of a blooper for you. Enjoy it. <laughs> Hey, yo. yo, what's up, guys? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yo. we're going to have to... <laughs>